Welcome to The Influential Parent. We are your hosts, Amanda Blake and Nikki Porter. This podcast provides both a parent and educator perspective and the facts in order to help parents become informed about all things tech, whether it is social media, our apps, or websites that our children have access to. This podcast will hopefully help you navigate the ever-changing technology journey with your children. So we're back with a new episode, or actually a continuation of our last episode. Um, Amanda, we left off last time. You were kind of talking about how we can have more control over the notifications on our devices. Right. You know, uh, one thing I've been thinking about is these social media companies, they know what they're doing, don't they? Once you once they push out a notification to your phone, whether it's a like or someone commented on something that you posted, once you open the notification, it doesn't stop there. Right. 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 You you see the notification, you see who liked your thing, and then you maybe scroll just to see what so-and-so is up to or just to see the next cute cat video or whatever it is. And before you know it, time and time has been going on as you've been scrolling and scrolling through your feed. And Nikki, I hear there's actually a name for this phenomenon. There is. And I have a clip of a parent talking about a habit, this particular habit that he has. He certainly does not want his children to pick up. So I'll share the clip and that'll help us kick off the conversation. I think another big thing for me is like doom scrolling, just want to have some time, like some relaxed time, just kind of getting stuck reading news articles or just junk like that. And heaven, heaven knows I had, you know, about a week where I got sucked into YouTube shorts and had to like, like take the app off my phone because it was just, you know, just dumb stuff. You know, Michael, Michael Jordan dunking and some guy doing some parkour thing. And I just realized after 45 minutes, I was down this this hole and I, it did nothing for my life to redeem my life. So I just kind of, you know, making sure that technology knows it has its place. Yeah. So that media balance. Yeah, definitely balance. Yeah. Cause I mean, everything is good to an extent, right? Right. You can enjoy some YouTube shorts or some TikTok videos, but the problem is if, if it consumes you, it's now taking away from the, the positive qualities of your life and it's actually doing harm. So I think that's the perspective. I, I want my kids to know that everything has, you know, a time and place and a balance that's needed. I love that um, consume because we do talk a lot about um, technology does consume, but we want them to produce, like our children mm-hmm. being the creators yeah. in that. So I love that you added that point. So the father mentions doom scrolling, the unending scrolling, whether you're on social media, YouTube, Google, but the idea is that you're kind of going down this rabbit hole of terrible news. They're trying to tell you, well, I'm just trying to stay informed of what's going on. But really, it's actually like reinforcing some negative thoughts or mindsets that a person has. And it confirms that you, what you're feeling at that moment. Research is saying that this is also impacting your mental health. It's this constant negative news. And it increases the fear, stress, anxiety, and even sadness. Yeah. These technology companies, Nikki, they, they catch on to your behaviors really quickly. And like you said, if you're going down a certain rabbit hole, looking at a certain news event or a certain actor or those 
apps are tracking that and really quickly making adjustments to what you see next. Yes. Which adds to that, <laughs> which makes it so easy to, yes, to, to go down of, that rabbit hole. To kind of doom scroll. So like you said, it's leading to these other behaviors. And the interesting thing with doom scrolling is how we really don't have an accurate perception of time when we're engaging in this. You start by checking that notification. Oh, I have an Instagram notification. And all of a sudden you're scrolling. Oh, well, let me see what other people have been up to. And now it's one o'clock in the morning and you don't know what happened in the last bit of time since you put yourself to bed. So besides all of the things you talked about with what goes on in the brain when we're interacting with social media, those different chemicals and things, another effect of being on our phones and not really being able to recognize this elapsed time is it's affecting our sleep habits. We know the blue light from our phones has an effect on the, what is it called? Melatonin. Melatonin. And these are things we've heard a lot about. And as adults, we all think I should do better. I'm going to put my phone down at seven. And whether or not we're able to follow through on that for kids who maybe don't have, haven't developed the self-control through no fault of their own. It's just their age, putting things away at a certain time, it's, it's affecting that night's sleep. It's affecting their next school day. And like you talked about noticing changes in your children's behavior, teachers notice kids' behaviors. Yeah. And as a teacher, I will ask kids, what time did you go to bed? Oh, are you allowed to have your tablet in bed with you? And I, and unfortunately I can tell, and I think, oh yeah, you went to bed at 10, but you were up much later on YouTube. Yes. So not only does that affect things like social interactions in school, but those developing brains need sleep. They do. Yeah. If you're one to doom scroll, there's ways to get around that. Yeah. Limit the time on the app. You have the do not disturb. Mm -hmm. So then it kind of stops. So your phone kind of shuts off, but even setting a timer within an app that says, you know what, it's 10 o'clock. I need to turn this off. So then you do stop the doom scrolling. Mm -hmm. I listened to part of the conversation you had with the, the girls and like even TikTok has a certain amount of time that you've been on an app. It says, eh, you're done. Yeah. And so, and that's great. I think that I'd love that that technology, as you mentioned, that they're pulling us in and, and encouraging us to keep going. Mm -hmm. But I love that, you know, there is, they're, they're looking at the fact that this continuous endless scrolling is not healthy, but it's also just being mindful of how are you as you're scrolling so let's transition into something a little bit different are you familiar with FOMO I am now I I saw it in a show my husband and I we were watching a show and she was like it's not FOMO or anything and I was like what did she say we kept rewinding <laughs> I did not know that it was an acronym for something I do now you do now <laughs> That was just pretty recently. That was in the last couple of weeks. Oh, really? Yeah. That Okay. So for other parents or other <laughs> listeners that don't know what this means, FOMO is the fear of missing out. 
Okay. FOMO. F-O-M-O. Fear of missing out. And it refers to a feeling or maybe a perception that there are other people having more fun, living better lives, or just in general experiencing better things than you are. And so it's a feeling that you're missing out on something that's really important that others are getting to experience mm-hmm. at that moment. Yeah. So Amanda, now that you kind of know what FOMO is, <laughs> yes. have you ever experienced that on a social media and you're like, oh. Yeah. Out. You know, besides what I talked about before, where I'm looking at something, and I'm like, oh, they really have their life together besides those comparisons. So here's a, this is funny. This is really interesting. I think I have two sisters who live on the opposite side of the continent from, <laughs> from me. And I will see that those two sisters got together and they had their kids and they went for a picnic and then they went to the community pool. And I'm like, oh man, they didn't even invite me. <laughs> And, but we live, you know, you live totally five hour plane ride. It's not that they didn't invite me to be mean. Like it's just, and, but I really do think that, oh man, they're having such a good time without me. I feel left out. Yeah. And And, that's the feeling that sadness now comes in man. And it's a constant. I I mean, I'm not saying that it is a constant. It can become a constant, even though it's not rational for me to think that they left me out for a second, I feel left out. And that's my 39 year old brain being able to come back around and be like, okay, well, obviously. You make such a great point. A 39 year old brain can rationalize that, but our kids can't. Right. Their brains have not developed fully. The most recent research, and and I don't have it with me, but it was like 25 years old. Yeah. Is the bail the boys' minds, their brains are just about fully developed at 25. Right, they cannot rationalize like you just did with your situation. You're Mm -hmm. five hours away, there's just no way that you could go up for a picnic and then go back home, (laughs) right? You know, (laughs) or go to the pool for a couple hours and then come back home, right? They are our kids can't do that, right? Yeah, back in the day, in our day, remember you found out it seemed like everyone else was invited to the birthday party and you weren't yes imagine feeling that every day yeah it was horrible well and here's you with the idea because i think one of the things with fomo that for people to understand with especially with social media Mm -hmm. people are posting things that 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 of the highlights. They're not doing their day-to-day of type of activities. And here's this rationalizing thing that as parents, we probably need to have this conversation. It's just mm-hmm. like, you know what? Yeah, they went to this party. It is like a, a highlight reels, a news reel, mm-hmm. but it's not actually what's happening every single day. And we really, it is very hard for our kids to understand that they're missing out on a party. Right. We didn't have social media when we were growing right. up. We may have gotten wind that there was this party going on. It It's not that you were not in the pictures now on social media. Like right. that's a whole nother thing. Right. But their brains just cannot handle this, this disappointment or these anxiety feelings that they're having. So, And they're having these, not just about the birthday party, which might have happened one time in a school year, but every day. They've missed out on something, and I'm doing air quotes right now. They've missed out on something (laughs) every day. Yeah. 
So it is important to talk with them. It's the, the fear of missing out, like those types of events, birthday parties, or just parties in general activities, but not to compare our lives to the other people. Yeah. Those reels are just little events. I love to post highlights of events of my children and different things that we do because, again, I use Facebook to keep my family up to date right. with things that are going on. But I don't post about me being in a car every morning for an hour <laughs> driving them what? to school. It takes me that long. Just remembering that. We can rationalize it, but our kids cannot. And then, um, again, limiting that time that you're spending on it. Right. Another thing while we're talking about kids and, and what they can and can't rationalize, we're starting to hear more about the ways in which young kids' brains are affected by screen time, like I talked about with the sleep habits, but especially about time spent on social media. I read an article, and in it, one person that they were interviewing was Dr. Gail Saltz. She's a clinical associate professor of psychiatry. So many words in her title. <laughs> yeah, <it laughs> That's is. awesome, Gail. So this quote pretty much perfectly sums up what scientists and behavior specialists are realizing, that the constant connectivity may actually be making us feel disconnected. Going on and seeing what everyone else is doing, again, the highlights, and you sitting in your room by yourself, yeah. you feel very disconnected. So Dr. Gail Saltz goes on to say that screens just can't replace the connected feelings we have when we are communicating with people physically near to us. Yes. If you were to add up, take a guess at how much time your children spend on a device, keeping in mind that they are using their device at school. I use Chromebooks um, to learn. Kids are on Google Classroom or different platforms like that for a lot of our schools. So take a guess at how much time your children spend on screens at school and at home combined. At home and at school, we'll say 10 hours. 10 hours. And so do you know what scientists say is too much time? In a day? Yeah. Too much time would probably, I'm going to say two hours. Two hours is kind of the average when you hear about different ages and different screen time allotments based on different ages. But yeah, two hours is, is kind of what the experts are saying is, is enough. That includes every, that includes television. Oh. That includes iPads. That includes Chromebooks at school. And so you just guessed that your children spend 10 hours on the device. Yes. Which is probably pretty accurate. I think that it, yes. And so we already know <laughs> the kids are getting a lot of screen time. And when you're creating those family contracts, like we've talked about in the past couple episodes, yeah. you know, parents, it's really important for you to know your kids are using devices at school and to factor that in when you're talking about what's allowed at home. 
Yes. And that's a great point to have that media balance, the balance between how much time you're spending on the device on and off. Get them outside playing with other kids Yes, to have that connectivity you're talking yes. about. We really need them to, to learn how to uh, play and, <laughs> and and talk with other people. Yeah. Another thing that I was reading, which when I read it, it seemed so obvious was besides these other mental effects that we're talking about, being on a device is sedentary. Yes. You're, and that can, yeah. we could spend a whole nother day about um, how that negatively physical impacts health. <laughs> our physical health for adults and children. Yes. So you're right. Getting out and up and moving. Okay. So where can we set, cut out some time? So then as, as parents, as adults, we are now modeling some good habits. for Nikki, I'm not even sure that I would know where to start in terms of cutting something out to have better digital habits. I don't know. If you ask me how much time I spend on my phone, I would make a guess and I'm sure it would be wrong. Based on some of the things we've been talking about today, I'm sure it would be wrong. I think that before I can think about modifying my behavior, I need to just be aware of what my behavior is. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to take the leap. I'm going to make myself do this. I guess I need the app that you mentioned at the beginning. So yes. we have, we both have Samsung Android phones. So, all right. I don't, I don't have it on my phone or I don't have it activated. So okay. can you so, talk me through it? So what I, how I found it was when I went to the actual apps page. Okay. So I'm going to Go to my app search and type in digital, digital well-being. Okay. So on my phone, it's a little green square with a white heart in the yes. middle. Okay. There it is. Digital well-being. Use app timers and other tools to keep track of your screen time and unplug more easily. There we go. Right. Click the arrow and now you'll be able to monitor. Oh. You can see what you've done. So it's already monitored your oh. week because it's, it's something that was already built in. Apple has it too. The iOS has it. There's it, it tracks your screen time and such. So, and if you click on that little bar chart or yeah, bar graph, it'll show you even from last week. Oh no. <laughs> what was your average time? My last average week? time your last daily week. average last week. It was last week was an hour and 46 oh, minutes. Oh, oh Amanda. No. So she's already had it. Amanda, what was your average time a day on know. your phone? My phone just died. I don't have it anymore. Okay. It was, it was two hours and 23 minutes. Okay. On average, you had some days that you were on it a little bit more. That means, oh my gosh, that's per day. No, no on per average, week. two hours and 23 minutes average every day. Oh, I am ashamed. So I would what are your top guessed, apps? I would have guessed almost less than an hour. Okay, here's my top apps. Messages. Okay. All right. I spent two and a half hours, I guess, on my text messages. Oh, here's another one. Maps. Google Maps. Okay. I don't know if that counts driving time. I know I spend a lot of time on Google Maps, like trying to find, like I was trying to find a dog park the other day. Okay. So I was in Google Maps trying to find a, a dog park to go to. Oh, and here's my other one because I'm 90. <laughs> what is it? Solitaire. Solitaire. <laughs> I spent two hours. All right, I'm Paris. Solitaire. <laughs> well, Amanda's going to sit and think, what do I need to do to make some changes on average two and a half hours? Parents, check it out. There is um, already one built in for Apple as well. 
So check it out. If not, there's apps out there. Find out which one, look at the ratings, look at the feedback from people and find out which one's going to really help you to change some digital habits. All right. So Nikki, let's do this, right? I see on this thing, there's a thing called your goals. Yeah. Okay. There is screen time. So let's set a goal. Okay. For both of us. Uh, okay. Oh, I had... <laughs> okay. All right. What's our goal? Okay. Well, considering we both work in educational technology, we're both on our devices a lot at yes. school. So that's, I mean, we're probably pretty close to our six hours. Oh, absolutely. Just of work screen time. I would say my goal for average time per day, I'm going to say 130. Hour, hour 30, 30 minutes. minutes. Okay. So screen time, set a goal. One hour. It's, it's encouraging an hour and 37 minutes for me. <laughs> I'm just doing 141. So maybe oh. it's trying to work us down. Oh, it could be. Oh, I'm gonna, it could be. I'm going to go for the 130. Uh -oh. oh, I only have 47 minutes remaining today. <laughs> Done. I have an hour and nine minutes. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm turning my phone off. I only have 47 minutes left. It's off. I've put it to the side. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today. We invite you to join us in the conversation using the hashtag TheInfluentialParent on Twitter and tell us how the conversations are going. Tag me, Amanda, using at Story of a Blake. And tag Nikki at Nicole M. Porter. And that's Nicole with an H. N-I-C-H-O-L-E.